right, guys, we've got some smoking hot September deals for you. Um, the on one and only Solace Meds. And as you know, Solace Med, the king of the discount parlay. Because you can just take one discount, stack it on top of another discount, stack it on top of another discount for one amazing discount. And the discounts they have there this month include 25% off Can America gummies, 20% off Strange Tinksters, 25% off rocking cartridges, and 20% off Glacier Concentrates. And then you head into any location and use the code DNVR20. You get another 20% off. And then you get a free Solace Bar King Cone for mentioning DNVR. It's an incredible deal from an incredible partner over there at Solace Med. So check them out at any of their four convenient Colorado locations in Fort Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar in East Colfax. Or you can check them out online at solacemeds.com. The discount parlay. Did you make that up? I did. Wow. I'm stealing it. Let's jump into the show. DNVR and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for another injury. Oh, mm. not another win. Not another uh, win. But or, or it stands for ACL, oh, which is uh, the injury that unfortunately KJ Hamler has to deal with. That sucks. We yeah. will talk about that in a second. Also, happy Victory Monday to all who hey. observe. Uh, there we go. That's the note I thought we were starting. Uh, well, you know, you you told me first segment we're talking about the injury, so I had I I just followed where you <laughs> sent me. You know, um, a lot of people were already mi- miserable even before the injury news came down this morning. I'm before. like Ron Burgundy. Yeah. You just, if you put it on the teleprompter, I'm gonna <laughs> say it. Hey, Kale, I'm gonna need uh, to put some things on the teleprompter here. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyways, uh, well, we are presented by MSU Denver Online. Check them out msudenver.edu/online to see all. They have to offer 750 total classes, 45-plus online and hybrid programs. Something for everyone down there. Mm -hmm. Not really. Uh, But anyways, check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. Their students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution. So if you are looking to maintain a full-time job and further that education, MSU Denver is the place for you. My boys, what is up, fellas? Before we start the show, guys, I got to give some shout-outs to some people that were here yesterday. Of course, Ryan, we had that live studio audience, which was so cool to have. And then after the show, we went down and talked to The Count. We talked to Nashville Joey. We talked to Jersey Bronco. We talked to the other Ryan. I mean, we had some OGs in the house last night, and it was so cool to see the community here. Yeah, last night, the post-bus crowd Mm. was as stacked with, like, true DNVR people as I've ever seen. Like, I was just going table to table, and every single person was like, I listen to the show every day. It was so, (laughs) so awesome. We had, like, a great crowd up here for the post-game show. Brian from the Madden League was there. We had Michael from the Madden League was there. Um, Just just a, a great time last night. Yeah, it was so cool. And just another reason why this community is the best and why this community is celebrating the win today. Yes. And maybe that's something we'll talk about a little bit later. But I think we can all agree in just saying 
yes, there's, you know, the injuries suck. Yes, there's questions about the level of competition. But, man, it has been so bad for so long. Just try to enjoy <laughs> being 3-0. And it helps you in the long run. This is a three-game cushion. Th- those do count. Now. Yes, yeah, in the standings, it, it, they exactly. count the sta- They count the same as other wins. So, you're putting acorns away. You're stuck sticking them in in the tree. You're going to need them at some point. And if you blow out teams that you're supposed to blow out, and you win one game by 14, one by 10, one by 26, you're beating these teams the way you're supposed to. Frankly, guys, I like the, the chances of the Broncos being 500 against higher-level competition. And if you do that, that you're a playoff team. And then you also have a yeah. 50% shot when you're in the playoffs to move right. on each week. It, it, if those odds stay, if you don't even get better yeah. as the season goes. I mean, I don't – now, that being said, I mean, it's, it's a sliding – it's putting all the playoff teams together. Let's just say, like, I don't think their chances are as good against, say, Cleveland as they would be against – if you know hypothetically dallas for example we'll find out we'll, this year we're gonna we? see in the next six weeks which you know now we're starting the stretch that probably is is the toughest six week stretch of the season coming up here yeah and i hate that we have to talk about um injuries to start this uh, off yeah. just because it's true though it is a victory monday it should be good vibes but this one hurts um and it, the broncos i'll touch wood have been fortunate to this point to not lose someone who is a what i would call a key contributor um a like core guy a core irreplaceable like like who's the core a lifeboat guy as we like to say in the off season like so who are those guys they're like probably vaughn vaughn teddy teddy um so a question when, when we're putting this together would bradley chubb not be in that i don't think so well because I would think I guess it depends this, on he's probably like a tier two in this yeah, conversation. Building this yeah. before, so is Jerry. Be, before knowing his injury, I probably would have put him in there. But yeah, Jerry also would have been in there for sure. But I was talking about this earlier today. If Vaughn plays elite, then you don't really miss Bradley Chubb that much because the replacement's right there. And then you already have that elite play from the edge rush. And the other yeah. thing is you've you could lose one edge rusher. You couldn't right. lose two. They've lost them from places right. where they can handle it, yeah. like is can, what I was going to say. Because you can Jerry, lose one corner of your top four, but you can't lose two. You're down Darby, but you can get by without Darby but with the other three. And, and on Jerry Judy, he's absolutely in the lifeboat, but he's not gone for the season. Right. Um, so he'll be back. So And again, you know, the combination of wide receivers and tight ends you feel pretty good about. Anyways, you do get the news today that K.J. Hamler tore his ACL – um, Zach, your, just your instant reaction. Well, terrible, and it stinks for KJ. This is now his second ACL, guys. He also tore one back in back his senior year of high school. Really reminiscent of Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb also tore his uh, his senior year of high school. And what's really concerning is we know the ACL is torn, and then mm-hmm. from what I heard behind the scenes was there's more. And then Vic said it today as well. He said and some other things. And so the extent of that, you know, you hope that any injury in September, you're good to go by the start of next season. For a speed guy, that that it's it's really concerning because we know everyone can come back from ACLs now, right? I mean, mm-hmm. just modern day medicine. But if how it's much? It's a clean tear. But how much? Well, right. Yeah. And how much does this impact his game, being that speed, shifty, quick guy? This is a a, a sad day uh, because it's the day that we probably finally say. 
you have to replace him. Mm. Uh, you can't count or you can't on rely him. on him. Like you, can, you can have him. Well, totally, totally. But you what can I, say he's your wide. Re- he can't be anything more than your wide receiver four in your team building plan. Uh, you can't count on him being more than in other more than that. In other words, if he works out, great, yes. nice bonus to have that speed. You love it, but you can't go in and say. KJ is one of our top three receivers. Right. What I mean is in the mold of your offense and the way you envision it, he has to be replaced. He can no longer be the guy that you're saying, oh, that's our field stretcher. You don't have one anymore. Yep. I was going to say, if you want a speed guy, you got to go get one. And what stinks about it, second round pick and a guy that, that everyone loves on the team. And a guy, when he went down yesterday, you could just tell not, not only how much pain he was in and he knew it. And Vic said Mm -hmm. he talked to him last night and he Vic tried to make it seem okay but he said no it's it's he's he's not not good he he's yeah. not happy which makes sense cuz he knows exactly where mm-hmm. he is but then his teammates all taking a knee they knew how bad it was and they knew how much not just it he's good for the team on the field but off the field as well so uh, a a big blow but like you said this is one when you get Jerry Judy back guys mm-hmm. you you're fine again at the at the wide receiver position and even right now you're you have two guys. You have two receivers now. But most teams, if they lose two starting receivers, they're not fine. The yeah. Broncos are fine from that perspective. When they get Jerry Judy back, three deep at wide receiver. They're more than fine. They, 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 they really are. So now for this year's impact, you got to figure out how to make it past the next few weeks. And I think that really means just a lot of two tight ends. Have Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton on the field. And then yeah. other positions, not wide receiver. And Vic kind of gave that hint today. Like you got to use the tight ends properly. They can't. They can't be in line as frequently as you've had them in line. They have got to be in space. Effectively, you're going to have to treat Alberto and Noah Fant as big wide receivers. And the interesting thing here is that Pat Shermer has experience with this with Evan Ingram in New York. I mean, mm-hmm. basically, he's he's not an inline guy he's going to be in space so do the same thing with these guys effectively if you're when you're you're three wide set where you'd have kj in the slot i would i would plug albert owen there one for one let Mm. different type of of pass catcher physically absolutely let teams figure out how to finagle a matchup that really they probably don't have the personnel to handle i was encouraging this in the off season saying spread them out with four wide and mm-hmm. go Cortland, tim albert and noah love it who in the world has the guys mm-hmm. to cover three four guys over six four no and and no. i mean just, just look already the problem that they have covering tim patrick and Cortland sutton on the outsides yeah. and tim tim said this today even when we're covered we're open and that, that's exactly it. So now you just add two more of those guys yeah. to that equation, and it's not like you're taking a big hit in terms of speed. Those guys may be almost just as fast as a Tim Patrick. They are. I mean, we've, if you just go by raw combine data for Noah Fant and Albert O, they are 4-5 guys. They're, I think Tim I mean, was actually in yeah. the high 4-4s, four yeah. which he's They're kind sufficiently of fast. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not the game-breaking, turn-your-head-wow speed that kj hamler has but these they're sufficiently fast for a tight end to, it is though to get separation yes they're both the no matter, fastest no matter guys who, in their class. no matter who they get in the other thing that you can do and this is also part of where we'll get in the offensive line as well if you take those tight ends and spread them out 
and the, and you're going up against a defense that's looking to have a linebacker on at least one of them. You're getting a linebacker out of the box, and that's clearing things up for you some, for some for some draws. Whether it's Melvin Gordon or Javante Williams or Teddy Bridgewater having a design draw or two, but then the key becomes what kind of push do you get up front to counter the defensive line? If you're taking guys out off on the back end because you're spreading them horizontally, then it becomes incumbent upon winning the one-on-one matchups up front to create those holes and get those runs to the second level. And that's where Dalton Reisner and Graham Glasgow being out is also a concern. Yeah, what's interesting to me is this just like doesn't worry me at all. Um, like I, it doesn't even like I. I really like KJ. It, it, this is not an indictment on him, but this doesn't like change my feelings about anything at all in in any way. It worries me when we talk about shootouts and with the mm-hmm. Kansas City Chiefs potentially that may not even be a shootout with the Baltimore Ravens potentially they may mm-hmm. be able to shut them down. But we know the Broncos are probably going to get in a game where the offense has to pick up for the defense. Probably not going to happen that often with how good mm-hmm. the defense is. But that's going to come into play, and that's when you need, uh, instead of these eight, ten-play drives, you're going to need a a one-play, 80-yard touchdown. And now you don't have that anymore, Uh, at least that that big-time threat of it. You could still get it from from Tim or Cortland, but what we've seen is KJ was the best shot at that. So I think it hurts for a few plays this year. Mm -hmm. But, Ryan, to your point, it's not like where I'm sitting here now and saying ah, they're going to lose now one of these next couple of games because they don't have KJ. What's really interesting for me is let's say that now you feel, um, I don't know, pressure to bring uh, Jerry back a little sooner, no, which I don't no. think you should. Not, not with the tight ends. You shouldn't have to feel that way. But if you did, you could use Jerry in certain circumstances as the guy who takes the top off and like, with the ankle where you're going to worry about him is with cutting, but you can get him out there and just say, hey, we're going to have you run four or five, nine routes uh, in do this it. game. Don't no, do it, Ryan. No. I like your creativity, I, but don't do it. I was it. covering this team when Julius <laughs> Thomas was rushed back and saw how that screwed him was up. Was that an ankle? That was a high, that was a high ankle sprain they rushed him back from as a rookie. Look, I'm not, he I don't wasn't normal for and he wasn't normal for nearly two years after that because he wasn't back the following year. And so I still have a little bit of football PTSD. Uh, from from watching Julius struggle with that because they pushed him out there. So I know everyone, you're tempted, but just you got to resist that temptation yeah. and you just got to be patient. I don't want them to do it at all, but thank you. They almost <laughs> always do. Yep, uh-huh. they do. So and now you to to your point though, this is going to play into that. Yes, of, of because right now, guys, remember when when Judy got hurt. And what Vic said, he said, well, we, we already have three guys that we can turn, turn to mm-hmm. right now. Cortland, Tim, and KJ. Now today, he didn't necessarily say we're going to turn to, to, yeah. He didn't say we're, we're going to the other two guys that are on the active roster. Outside of Cortland and Tim, it's Deontay Spencer, who Vic did say this is a big opportunity for him. And, and they plugged him in. They did. But I think they, the reason why they plugged him in, if you were kind of looking at what they had him doing, they had the three wide package yesterday, but he was doing a lot of blocking. And the reason why you saw Deontay Spencer out there early, I believe, is because he knew where to go when the runs were developing and knew how to be in position when he had to deliver a downfield block in a way that Kendall Hinton just isn't there at at this well, point. And it was based on the game plan, right? right? They had already built a game plan that involved KJ, so they one-for-one one mm-hmm. put Deontay into that position. This week, they should just 
they'll be making a game plan that right. doesn't involve the speedy yep. slot guy. It's yep. a it's a two tight end game plan if you're doing this wisely. Yep. And probably I I don't see them really just taking Deontay Spencer yeah. and plugging him to the role no. KJ Hamler had. And I don't see it happening with Kendall Hinton as well. But we'll you can also use yeah. Deontay in those yeah. straight line routes. Yeah. You're just saying, hey, we need someone to clear out that deep safety yeah. for a couple of plays. And also yes. for the, in the end of rounds as well, because you don't want to lose the, you don't want to lose those. Those have been effective at times enough to, enough to keep the defense guessing you want. I think you probably want to incorporate some more motion into that, into that offense. So, so they tried yesterday yeah. and kind of, yeah, we were, laugh- anyone off. we were laughing about them running the motion with like the fake handoff. Yeah, like, five yards after he's passed the, the quarterback. Just no, it wasn't. The timing was so off in terms of the fake handoff. We'll, we'll also say, see more of Andrew Beck as well. Of course, he was active yesterday anyway. That was part of the game yeah. plan. But four tight ends, baby. <laughs> more or more accurately, basically, he's going to be your fullback, and you're going to probably yeah. and you're going to incorporate more I formation type of looks into this offense with him see, as a lead. Blocker. He's still 83, right? Yep. Yeah, well, no, I'll look, feel so much better if they just make him like number forty. Oh, that's Justin Strauss. Who cares about number rules? So you want I mean, you want no. to be a tight end or a fullback? Not I want to. Be- I want to be able to look at him and believe that he's a fullback. Uh, what is wait? He's a but what is Patrick Queen's number right now? Eight. So you could have a, a tight end or a fullback with a tight end number who is blocking a linebacker with a quarterback number. Yeah. It's see, you just gotta let it go. It's <laughs> no, not no, about it, what's appropriate anymore. Uh, just, it's just not about let it all go. It's, it's not okay. A, it's not about the rules. It's about I just don't believe that he's a fullback. Right. The he's I, a tight he doesn't end. pass the eye test because right. of literally that. Well, and, and you know, give him a, a cowboy collar while we're at it. It's, it well, Kyle Uschick is a fullback. He does I mean Andrew Beck doesn't have the same build as a Uschick or a Jano. That's, no. That's part of it too. It's, he's built like an undersized tight end. He right. is. Yep. Yep. And that's I mean, what he is. I mean, do you think Andrew Beck is uh, dri- is driving a 15-year-old truck like Jano was? I mean, he went to Texas, right? So yeah. he's, well, he's got from the, some... He's from the Tampa area. Mm, and he uh... went to Texas. That means you were in Austin. I mean, come on. Yeah, but <laughs> those guys come out of there wearing cowboy boots and stuff. I uh, man, That game last night, the end of that game, was insane. Oh, so because oh. Because Juszczyk scored with like the 32 seconds Bad left. Bad idea. Left gave too much time. Anything more than 20 seconds is too much time. And even then, it's borderline. You know, it was yeah. Aaron if you can get two plays, it's too much time to me. And, and he, he looks so cool. Like, like 37 seconds, no timeouts. He looked like it was the, the middle of the second quarter. Just totally, did, totally relaxed. Did you no see panic. all the videos of the Packers fans in the stands just being like, too much time, too much time. <laughs> yeah. like, all the fans are celebrating around them. <laughs> oh, like it, there's one guy who's like, it don't matter. Oh, don't, matter. Gosh. don't tell me that you didn't think for at least a split second of what that might be like if he were here. Oh, of course. Yeah. Um, people probably wouldn't be complaining about the opponents. No, certainly not. That's a really good point. Because yeah. they would say, well, we've, we just went 26-0 and zero against a bad team. We're, we're going to absolutely beat the next team, the Ravens. I do think that that's the biggest reason why people are trying to be cautious with their optimism is because they weren't ready to go all in on Teddy ever. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing that's whole- – if this was Drew – I almost guarantee we wouldn't be hearing about the quality of no, opponent no, because no. the fans really wanted him and it would be like, oh, he took a step in the right direction. For whatever reason, Teddy, people just believe that he is. They he, believe he's he a guy that's on his fifth team. Yeah. Right, and he is. But they believe that he can't become the guy. A lot of right. people still believe that and they need something to prove to them. And so I, I, it, there is a part of me that says, like, I kind of 
understand sure. yeah. the psychology that's going into this. But my thing is just, it's okay to get your hopes up and then be let down. So this Sunday then... <laughs> not saying that's so, going to no, no, happen. No, you're no. shooting for all the tens. Yeah. I'm not but, saying that's going to happen. Not. I'm just saying it's not the worst thing in the world. So this Sunday then, is, is this the biggest opportunity of Teddy Bridgewater's career? Uh, well, I mean, or he's played in playoff Minis- games. Yeah. Post-Minnesota. Post-knee post injury. I would say this so. Might, this is the biggest moment he's had. I would say so. What I don't think is fair, and at least I want to believe that people aren't 100% expecting the Broncos to win this game. What I th- what I want to see is them be very competitive. I think it could come down to one play here and there, and, and that, to me, is a win, at least in the scale of is this team – was that a mm-hmm. fluke? You know what I mean? If they're competitive, I, I will come out saying that yeah. wasn't a fluke. Yep. If they get their doors blown off, well, then I'm going to have to start thinking – what was that? And, and then the converse, the other side of that is if they take, you know, just absolutely destroy the Ravens, well, then the conversation has to shift entirely. And then you're talking about Super Bowl contenders mm-hmm. in the AFC. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I if, mean if you they should blow yeah. the doors off the Ravens who but just. I don't think they have to blow the doors off of them. I think they. You know, Ryan said yeah. if they blow the doors yeah. off, then the conversation shifts. And I said right. all the way to people will be yeah. talking about being contenders. Yeah, I, I think if they just win. The conversation changes, right? It, I, but you'll still have people yeah. being like, "Well, the Ravens barely beat the Lions. They yeah. beat the Chiefs." And the other, th- and and what <laughs> happened yesterday for the Ravens against the Lions is that not just the textbook example of a team that had a letdown? You know, the Ravens have been chasing the Chiefs. The Chiefs, you know, are their white whale in the Captain Ahab Moby Dick sense. And of course they were going to have a letdown after beating the Chiefs and then playing the, with all due respect, the dog-ass Lions. Okay? <laughs> that, that happens. It, I, I'm not putting anything into that. If anything, the fact that they kind of stumbled around, weren't into it, but then squeezed out of it in the way they did with a history-making kick, that actually makes me a little more concerned for this game because... They're com- they are they're coming in having escaped, but they're coming in on a real on an unusual high that you really can't I just compare anything to. What I think could come out this weekend is that the Broncos defense is just too good. That like, would be that would too be good. Huge. No such thing. That that mm-hmm. would be huge. Too good for like too good to be, to be doubted. Um, I, I just mm-hmm. tweeted this out. They've allowed two red zone trips in three games. And again, people want to be like, look at the opponents. I'm like, I don't care who the opponents are. You need two good plays to get into the red zone. 6.7 points per game allowed. Yes. I mean, that, that's like nine, that, that would have been great in the dead ball area era, era of the mid 1970s. 19, Today, it's just absurd. I don't care who it's against. 19 consecutive drives without allowing a point. It's in. It's yeah. absolutely insane how good they are right now, and they don't have to keep this up in terms of six point seven points per game. Mm-hmm. They can be giving up twenty points per game against good teams, and that would be great. And look how much room they have there. Right, they have 13, fourteen. Yeah, fourteen point two touchdowns in order to give that up. If if they hold the Chiefs and the Ravens to twenty. They should absolutely win those games. And we've seen enough from Teddy to say that they can score 21 points against the Chiefs and the Ravens. Well, even these bad teams, they're holding them to about five and a half points below their season-long average. Small sample size. But if you do that to Baltimore, you're holding them around 22. And this offense looks like it's good enough to get 24 against Baltimore. It might be tight, but the numbers add up to a win. 
So we were talking about the post-bus crowd here at the bar. Uh, it was electric. You can be a part of it this week if you go uh, to DNVR Locker and book your tickets on the party bus. But you don't have to go on the party bus if you want to go to the tailgate. You can just meet us over there at the tailgate. It's 20 bucks to come to the tailgate. You all-you-can-eat sexy pizza. They also brought these like little uh, cinnamon sugar, like oh yeah, like they're like garlic knots, but yep. cinnamon sugar style. Yep. Doughy Ooh. cinnamon sugar, come on, incredible. Come on. Um, of course, there's Breck brews. So, I mean, just stacks on stacks of Breck brews. You can get some DNVR gear while you're there. You can check out Sports Fan, which is right where we host it. Uh, it's an awesome, awesome setup. It's only going to get bigger. Uh, we're going to even try and incorporate more games next week. We do giveaways there. It's awesome. And like I said off the top. You can do the, the party bus, which was a lot of fun. Everyone comes here, meets around 10 a.m. We've got the tailgate show going. Yep. Uh, you know, People are watching along, having a good time. Then you can take your to-go drinks out onto the bus, sing along, do all that fun stuff to the tailgate. And the best part to me, after the game, you don't have to worry about Uber surge charges or traffic, really. You 30 minutes after, you go back to the tailgate spot, you hop on the bus, and you get back. That's 30 bucks, 20 bucks for just the tailgate. Go to dnvrlocker.com and book your spot before, especially if you're going on the bus, because the bus will sell out. And sing along. What were you guys singing yesterday? We got a little Bohemian Rhapsody oh, going. Okay, that's um, a great one. Yep. That was, a, that was, that was the main sing-along. Some mm. Let's Go Broncos chance. Does that count yep. as a sing-along? Yep. yep. That's okay. Yep. It, 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 well, I confirmed last night, though, Mace, it was not the uh, Broncos theme song. Yes, the uh, the fight song that yes. they tried to. The spirit yes. of the West will always be the best. I can't believe you know that. <laughs> Mace might have been one of the writers in the no, writers' I, room. Oh yeah, that. no, yeah. They, they didn't consult me on that because if they have had, I would have said, guys, the time for a fight song with a team was nineteen sixty. It, it's come and gone. You're not going to be able to organically create this in the twenty tens. Just. Fun find a find a song a pop song a rock song whatever and make it and and claim it and make it your own like the Steelers did with Renegade Ooh, that's N Nuggets just signed Michael Porter Jr. to the max 207 Ooh. million dollars that's like one that? almost as many cans as ball makes <laughs> yes yeah. it's very true because ball you know how many cans they made a hundred billion Pretty much, 101 billion oh, cans last it. year. Yeah, I, Michael Porter could probably ball, buy all of those cans. But if you want to help in making those cans and get paid, I mean, that's almost as good of a deal as Michael Porter Jr. has right now. Over at Ball, you can do that. You can get a job. Go to jobs.ball.com and search for Golden or text seven seven or text Golden to seven seven two 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 to find out more about these jobs that they have. Ball is a fantastic place to work, and they wanna they wanna hire you to bring them on to their team. Not only are they open to to anyone with all different types of backgrounds, but once you're there, they wanna support you and what you wanna do. So make sure to check them out over at jobs.ball.com and search for Golden. All right, guys, really quick, wanna get to our DraftKings pick of the week because guys i've got one that I, I can't even wait for tomorrow to give it out because the line is already going a couple days ago it was at five yesterday it was five and a half this morning it was at six now it's at six and a half get in on this before it hits seven and that is the tampa bay bucks going into new england next week tom brady is gonna blow the doors off the New England Patriots mm. next week. I know both sides have the rivalry, want the revenge, but it is going to be Tom Brady. And uh, Sean McVay helped out Tom Brady in this by handing him a loss yesterday. Tom's going to have everything needed 
to blow them off. So, Mace, I think uh, your Bucks are going to be looking good. You know what? I, I'm not worried about the Bucks, and I'm also not really surprised that they lost that game to the Rams. I mean, the the Rams are are they're they're stellar right now. The Rams beat the Bucks in Tampa last year with Jared Goff, so it doesn't surprise me it happened with Matthew Stafford. The Bucks, by the way, their next month and a half of games, I think they'll probably run the table. Yeah. So. The key for them is going to be staying one, getting one game ahead of the Rams and staying there because they'll lose the tiebreaker. By the way, Belichick's teams without Tom Brady at quarterback all time, 62 and 74. Yikes. Okay. Yep. Fraud. They're going to beat him by a touchdown, I mean, that, at least. That more. means Bill Belichick is in the uh, Dick Nolan, Walt Michaels level of coaches. Of course. Those are, the, <laughs> those are the guys that are immediately around him if you take out all the Brady games. By the way, there isn't out all the Brady. Yeah, there isn't a line yet for my pick of the week because it's as usual. It's the over under on the picture opposing the Atlanta Braves and strikeouts. Zach Wheeler is going for the Phillies tomorrow night. There isn't a line on there, but Wheeler, I believe, is leading the NL in strikeouts. It'll probably be a high Mm -hmm. over under. They're going to want Wheeler to go quite a while because the Phillies. Two and a half games back, trying to get back in the NL East race. So, so, so take Zach Wheeler in the over tomorrow night. What I always do when there isn't a line is say, how high would it have to be uh, for you to not take it? I'd say probably 10, ten, ten to ten. not take it because I think Wheeler, <laughs> they're going to they're gonna try to get they're, they're, they're going to try to get seven in, innings out of Wheeler. The Phillies bullpen isn't great. They're probably going to, you know, if he gets into trouble, they're probably going to let him try to pitch his way out of it because he's a better option than what they have coming in from the pen. And so that's why I'm going to say I would take anything up to 10 because I think he'll end up going six plus, And that gives him the opportunity against a team that likes to swing and try to work counts, an opportunity to get strikeouts. And it'll be under 10. He'll be wheeling and dealing. It'll hey. be nine and a half is my guess. <laughs> okay. Um, I've got Dak over 301 and a half tonight. Um, mm. They love to spread it out. They love to chuck it around. Zeke is washed. Um, and the Eagles don't have a very good secondary. Yeah, so yeah. I think it all adds up to a big game for Dak. Dak slowly but surely becoming un-underrated. I think he was underrated for a while, um, be- mostly because people just want to hate the quarterback of the Cowboys, which I understand. Overrated? He was underrated. He was, okay. uh, but un-underrated. I mean, he's not overrated. If you're un-underrated, you can be rated properly. And I think what, that's <laughs> I where, think he was that's, underrated. Right. I think he's I about think, to be properly rated. I think okay. Dak is right now properly appreciated and rated which means that when the broncos go down to texas and face him we're gonna be talking about dak prescott all week probably i think that he's healthy because he's the alpha of that team i think that dak was underrated until people thought they might have a chance to get him and then they were like Mm. oh we actually realize how good this guy is now (laughs) uh everyone wishes they had dak as their quarterback unless they have like you know the five quarterbacks who might be better than him i mean what what he did in week one going toe-to-toe with brady on the road in his first game back i think that went a long way he's really nice anyways i think he goes for like like 325 if if only seattle had taken the trade offer from the cowboys Yep. 2016. And if yeah. if you want to get in on all these, mm-hmm. make sure to check out our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook, where they have they have these and so much more, including single game parlays, guys. Monday night same football. Same game parlays. Sa- yeah, same game parlays. Monday night football ro- rolls around. I I don't want my Sunday parlay to have to wait till Monday. 
So I finish them all, but then I'm like, I, I want to parlay here. I want some good odds here. And there's only one game on. So you need to be able to do it within a game. And boom, you absolutely can with the same game parlays over at DraftKings Sportsbook. So get in on that. And also bet $1 on any football game and you'll get $150 in free bets, which you can use on those same game parlays. You can use them on any game tonight. You can use them this coming weekend. So make sure to check them out. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code DNVR when you sign up to get that $150 in free bets. So head to the App Store now, download that, and use the promo code DNVR to get that deal over at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. All righty. Um... We got a couple oh, snaps. Uh, got- <laughs> no, that was a Tecmo sound effect. <laughs> oh, it sounds oh. like a. I've got it. I've- sounded like a mariachi band. If I'd let it play out, you guys would. I would next time. I will. A <laughs> um, couple quick things. One, we have to get to a couple super chats. Two, if you're watching on uh, Twitter, we recommend you come over to YouTube. Hit us with a thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube. That helps us reach fresh new Broncos fans, which we're always trying to do and get them into the family. All right, uh, let's do these super chats. From Chase. Oh, look at this. A big screen. I know. You can read it. Uh, I know. It's like an IMAX compared to what we <laughs> yeah. had last night. Uh, Is there a curve to it, too? Yes. It's beautiful. Do you guys prefer putting someone like John Brown or promoting from within? Well, if your options are John Brown or Kendall Hinton and Deontay Spencer, you definitely take John Brown. It's available. At what cost? That That's the thing. I'm, I'm not sure. Vet men? If you can get him for the vet men, do it. I mean... Part of it is here, you don't want to spend a heck of a lot. That's I like. I don't like the idea of trading for somebody. I know somebody. We were somebody tweeted us today about trading for Brandon Cooks. There, if John Brown is on the market, you can get him for the vet minimum. I'm not sacrificing a mid round pick for a guy who's more expensive. A, you need the draft picks. B, to kind of go back to the quarterback thing of next off season, you're going to have to spend more money probably at the quarterback position. Whatever decision you make plus your re-signings, and you can take all that cap space and carry it over. And you know George Payton is thinking about this with whatever decision he makes. If you can get John Brown for the vet men, men do it. Well, Mace, for me, it, those are just cherries on top. Yeah. The, the biggest thing for me is you just you just need to get by the next few weeks mm-hmm. until Jerry's back. And once Jerry's back, mm. you don't want to have invested something, a, a big thing, in some whether it's a contract or a third or fourth round pick for Brandon Cooks, in order to just have him be your fourth receiver. Mm. So to me, now, if, it, if John Brown's coming in, vet men deal, and even when Jerry's back, he still provides that speed on the outside? Okay, okay, we can talk about that. But I'm not too worried about the wide receivers in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, it is true that Jerry's coming back, but... If you have John Brown, you might be less interested in forcing Jerry back before hey, you I'm need to. Hey, I'm all about doing but, whatever but, you need to do. I also you got to get John s- Brown up, up to speed, though. And remember, the other thing with him up is... Up to speed. Well, he, too, is injury-prone. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, I really like Brandon Cook, so that one's hard for me to, <laughs> to let go of. But I, you guys make good points. Yeah. I just think he's like pretty underrated as an NFL wide receiver. So he's though. not un-underrated? No. He's underrated. He's okay. purely okay. underrated. <laughs> Last super chat here. Um, what can we take away from the Chargers running a Fangio defense against the Chiefs? This is standard for the Fangio defense, though, yeah. right? To to hold yeah. the Chiefs to somewhere in the 20s. Yep. We've seen that the last two seasons from Vic's defenses here. It's, it's no surprise that the Chiefs end up with only 24 points. That's right there just in that range. Look, you're not shutting down the Chiefs, but if you hold them to mid-20s, 
And even last year in that debacle that happened in the snow, the Chiefs offense didn't have 300 yards only and had 29 points that it accounted for in that game. So that is still significantly below the Chiefs average. I mean, against everyone else, the Chiefs the last few years have averaged what? 31, 32 points a game. And against Vic's defenses and now Brandon Staley's defense, they're averaging like 24. Yep. That's a, that's a huge, you're lopping, you know, you're lopping nearly 25% off of their output. That's a huge impact. All right, let's jump into our helmet stickers here, especially since you got to run here in just yeah. a second, Mace. Let's um, slap these bad boys on. Are these different than game balls? Are we just... It's like an ex- it's like an extension, right? It's the same thing essentially. Okay. I would say that a helmet sticker has a lower standard mm-hmm. than a okay. game ball. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but if you get a if you get a game ball, you get a helmet sticker by default because you've already kind of it's like you're a playoff right. team, but if you're better, you're a Super Bowl team. Right. right. Exactly. All Super Bowl teams are playoff teams. All game ball winners are helmet sticker winners. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All squares are rectangles. <laughs> but not they all are. rectangles are squares. Correct. Yes, yeah. exactly. Second See? grade right now uh-huh. is that what we're talking about. You know, I passed uh, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, impressive. So, Mace, do you want to start Geometry. us off with uh, your first helmet sticker? Yeah, first helmet sticker goes to Tim Patrick. Yeah, mm. easy. I mean, it, it is an easy choice. I mean, he was yeah. our DK yeah. king, uh, of the game. king of the game last night. So It's not just the, that he was making the catches. It was the traffic that he was in. And... The thing that is most intriguing to watch going forward, Teddy Bridgewater, going back to Louisville, he has always been a guy who is willing to go into tight windows when he trusts his receiving targets to come down with it. And so what you saw yesterday with Patrick going up in double coverage, a non-existent window, trusting him to make the play, that is right in Teddy's wheelhouse as far as the kind of throws that he likes to make. And when he's flourishing... It is one of the things that makes him tough to defend is you can have a receiver properly covered and he still is going to have a good chance of being able to fire that thing in there with a precisely placed ball and a pass catcher who's willing to go up it, go up in traffic and get it. So Tim Pat, what Tim Patrick did yesterday I think has a huge positive impact on the Broncos going forward. Yeah, without a doubt, I'm going to take the obvious one on the defensive side of the ball and go with Alexander Johnson. Uh, not only were the two sacks big, uh, but him stepping up in a huge way. The first game back without Josie Jewell, I thought was huge. And that is just uh, so much confidence going into next week against a, a team where he's going to have to be huge again, guys. So helmet sticker to Alexander Johnson. He probably would have gotten a game ball if Vic just didn't give game balls to everyone on the defensive side. Yeah, that kind of uh, ruins my thing about there being high standards for game balls. <laughs> right, seriously. When you get a shutout, though, they're so rare in the NFL these days. I mean, Broncos do it 60% of the time they face the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> What's that say about the Jets? <laughs> At least in the last five attempts. Yeah. Yes. I mean, okay, against everybody Man, but nuts. the Jets. I mean, it, they've had, they have had three shutouts in the past five years, but before then it had been, I believe, a dozen years. I mean, even the wow. 2015 D didn't shut out anybody shutouts are insane because it's yeah. really not that hard to get into scoring position no no it's not and like the truth normally is, at the least. jets could have avoided it if they had just gone for the field goal down 20 to nothing and certainly these are the new york jets they are culpable in their own demise as we saw when they had the delay of game penalty on a field goal attempt oh right because if not been. for that we're <laughs> probably not yeah. talking about a shutout. yeah, yeah man so, yeah they're they're terrible so are you gonna go the whole offense no balance it all out i'm not going the whole anything um 
Let me. Who did you give? Did you give one? Yeah, Alexander Johnson. Okay, I'll go Teddy. Teddy. Yep. Uh, he's just stacking them. By the way, Teddy Bridgewater MVP odds last week plus thirty five hundred. This week plus twenty five hundred. Okay, so Whoa. I know I know you you did the same thing with Jokic. We're with I was gonna say Jokic, but Jokic. Uh -huh. Are you uh, gonna cash out again? You looking to cash out at any point? When are the odds where you're cashing out? Well, the crazy thing about this is I kind of forgot when I put this bet in that they don't really give you a buyout until it's a threat to happen. Oh. And so still okay. at plus 2,500, okay. they aren't scared. Yeah. But if he gets up there right now, Kyler Murray is the uh, the odds on favorite to win MVP. Wow. Um, I'll bet against that. Plus 750. So they're still not saying like anyone is running away with this right. thing. But I'll say this. You beat the Ravens. And Teddy has a big game. He is like like if if Kyler's at number one right now, there's it's not that hard to get into that conversation. Right. I'm not this is not a knock on Kyler. No. But he, you know, he's been very good and he's putting up big stats. Um I don't know who they play next week. The Broncos are four and and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, has seven touchdowns, zero interceptions, yep. or seven touchdowns and one interception. Seventy-seven percent. Seventy-seven percent on pace mm -hmm. for somewhere around five thousand yards. They're gonna have to start talking about him in that conversation. Yeah. It could be tempting. And it was placed right on this show. It could be tempting. <laughs> Where, whereas, like Jokic, that one, I don't know. It, it, in the same way that this one. He needed a little bit of help from injuries, not because he wasn't qualified, but just because they would have loved to give it to someone else. Right. Um, I, I would say the same thing might have to happen here for Teddy. I don't know what I would do because I regret with all of my might that I took the Jokic buyout. <laughs> um, so I don't want to end up in that same position. Right, right. Very fair. Oh, should we just fly through a couple more? Yeah. I'll, I'll go Brandon McManus. I mean, th this guy is the, the heart and or was the heart and soul of the Broncos scoring yesterday. Four field goals. Two extra points, 14 points. Perfect on the season as well. They're going to need him, especially if they continue to have red zone struggles. I mean, he's on a nice little, what, about 180-point pace here? The way things are sure. going. Sure, yeah. I mean, he, he's basically a double-digit point guy a game on on the whole yep. so far per game. Malik Reed. Yep, yep, yep. Zach, another quarterback hit, four total pressures. You did As logged by Pro Football Focus, and that's – that's what you need to do, complimenting Vaughn Miller. And now Vaughn is getting those double teams again. And the question is, is Malik good enough to capitalize on that? I feel like we got the answer last year, given Bradley Chubb on the other side, and we're seeing it again. I think he's. I think he can kind of settle into being, a, a, once again, a guy gets a sack about every other game, and that's more than productive enough for what you need from that spot. M Malik Reed passed the stat test, the eye yeah. test, and the, the Bradley Chubb test of how much did they miss Bradley Chubb. They didn't yesterday. It's yeah. not the best news for Bradley in his it's contract true. situation. True. Um, I'm going to go one that we haven't given one to this year, I don't believe. And I think it's important to give him one because a lot of people after last season said, okay, well, we need to see it next season. That's Garrett Bowles. And mm. he's been so good and just consistent through these three weeks. You haven't said his name. No penalties. Uh, no sacks given up. I don't think. I Yesterday. wonder if he was. He did give up yeah. one. He gave up one. Yeah, oh, well, that's tough for me to give it to. Whatever. <laughs> I'm giving him borderline on. on it. I'm it's giving also it. borderline on the kind of the Josh out the Josh Allen one last week. Whether it was his responsibility or someone. Either else's. way, he's still playing yeah. well, um, and he's playing consistently. And I'm giving him this as a achievement, three week achievement <laughs> award. <laughs> I, I like that, and I'll give a really quick last one for me, Andrew Beck. 
guys. I mean, opened up the touchdown, had another big block later. And this is his first game. He was inactive the other three games. Yep, so, good for another two games. All right, and I'm going to give one. It's a tandem one. Eric Salbert for downing the punt and Sam Martin for probably his best day placement punting wise yesterday making sure the Jets couldn't return it but that but getting that punt down inside the 10 yard line and Salbert being right there to down it a, a rare positive for the special teams a unit that really need that really needs some things to go right beyond the kickers themselves and Salbert delivery should have expected a punting one from me there's yeah, so many punters though that just have these massive legs and it just bugs me how the Broncos don't have legs. well they had they had one in camp for a couple of days back in May in Max Duffy now too many duffs he, yeah he's not consistent but I mean Zach you you and I were out there you saw when he was blasting it I mean mm -hmm. he has a cannon and it would not at all surprise me if when the reserve future signings are made after this season if you see Max Duffy on the list for the Broncos be brought back um I'm especially just, with Sam I'm Martin's just... Sam Martin's contract expires after this year too so the Broncos if they're looking to kind of save a few million here, you know, a couple million there to put together whatever it takes for either retaining Bridgewater or making an Aaron Rodgers run or another veteran run, having a cost control punter drink might help. I'm just sad that uh, they didn't get the legend Corey Bajorquez, <laughs> who in a big moment last night hit an absolute missile. Greatest um, punting performance ever at Mile High? Maybe oh, in wow. world history. <laughs> <laughs> Best punting performance ever. All right, Mace, I know we got to let you go. Is there yeah. anything else you want to hit on? I mean, ending on a uh, punter note is very on brand. Perfect. Exactly. We'll I think punch I'm just going to walk off from there. I mean, that's totally on brand, right? Yep. You're talking about punters. I need a punting competition next year. That's my walk off. I want to. Wow. I don't want to cover a QB competition next year. I want to cover a punting competition. What if we had a punting competition? Oh, Ooh, how many hammies are torn? Oh, uh, you know, we'll we'll limber up. We'll stretch. Okay, okay. love it. See if Tom McMahon can uh, or or Chris no. Gould can give us a little coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll All catch right. you later, Mace. See you guys. Um, <clears throat> Zach, anything else you wanted to? Hit? Oh, well, let me ask you this. Um, today we obviously got the Hinton update, or sorry, the yeah. uh, the KJ yeah. update. Do we get any other uh, injury updates, especially on the offensive line? I guess it's good news on the injury front for those two guys. Both Graham and Dalton don't have season-ending injuries. Now, when talking about this coming week, Vic didn't know anything else. So that was all we knew concrete. But when talking this coming week, Vic did seem pretty skeptical about those guys playing. And was Both of them. That's, what it, that's the feeling. Yeah, Muti and um, needing to count on Quinn Minerts as well. And he was satisfied with the way Muti played yesterday. And and Minerts, it's what you expect. Some good, some bad, as, as I mean, we all saw as well. Uh, and he's just a guy that is happy with his progress. But, Ryan, it's very clear. And we knew this from pretty much the, the a month after he was drafted, that Quinn Minerts is a year, he needs a year to, to be off and, and to learn. Yeah, that's, um, it's not good. It's no. just not good for him having to play right now. No. Um, you can't go from Wisconsin Whitewater Division Three to snapping to trash cans <laughs> to the NFL that fast. It's just not a good setup. It's not. And also, with the Broncos wanting to establish the run more like Vic has had an emphasis on for the past week or so, and then on top of playing Calais Campbell – and Derek Wolf's battling some injuries, but that front that the Baltimore Ravens have and how they just like to kill the running game, 
that may be my biggest concern. That is my biggest concern for this game this weekend. And even if you have Dalton Reisner and Graham, I still am concerned about that. And then it's Muti, uh, who actually is good in the run game and, and won't be mauled over. Uh, but then Quinn as well, coupled with Lloyd Cushenberry's having a much better year than last year, but still so much youth in there. That scares me. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see how the Ravens want to do this. They really want to blitz, like send heavy blitzes. And I actually welcome that, but it does worry me with yeah. a banged up offensive line. Yep, exactly. But Teddy against the blitz as good as anyone so far. Seriously. And then you you put the tall guys in one-on-one -on -one coverage. That's what I mean. Yep. Like, yeah, you're going to put the little guys out there. You're going to send single coverage across the board. Yep. And Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton should be able to go eat. Yep, exactly. And Teddy's going to maybe have to drop his completion percentage this week and know that a throwaway is better than a sack, better than just throwing it up for one, not, not throwing it up for one of those guys, but doing a lob pass. Um, that I think that's what this game comes down to, Ryan. I really hope they can get Dalton just because two inexperienced guys on the interior, you know, and you're adding that to Lloyd Cushenberry, which isn't exactly exciting either what do you do if dalton is out graham's in you're obviously going to play muti as that other guy's muti your left guard you put in graham at left guard because i don't know has been filling in i just don't know uh, yeah. obviously mike munchak has a better idea of which guy he's more comfortable flipping you're putting in mike munchak sure okay there we go hall of famer <laughs> yeah um yeah i i just i i honestly wouldn't know i wouldn't know uh what would go into that decision Maybe you say, like, we want the continuity, so we're going to keep Graham at right. Or maybe you say you want the continuity for Natani just because he's been right. playing there. Yep. Um, and Graham's the more veteran guy he can move. Yep. Yeah, it, it, it's a great point. And, Ryan, speaking of something that, that I just remembered of kind of roster construction and talking about the Chiefs and the Broncos, John Brown, we talked about adding him. Do what the Chiefs just did. Do, they add, they, the Chiefs added Josh Gordon to their practice squad. If he gets up to speed, then they'll add him to the 53. Why not do that with, with one of these talented, speedy wide receivers? That's what I'm all <coughs> for. Because then, then they, there's no pressure on him, uh, you know, be, being the third wide receiver this week or anything. But stash him on the practice squad. Bring him up if he's ready. Why did they put him on the practice squad? Probably just to not well, rush not, him. They're not ready to play him. Yeah. My guess is he got a non-practice squad deal, though. You know, every time the Chiefs or the Patriots, honestly, do something like this, everyone, like, freaks out. Yep. Um, it almost never works. No. I mean, even look at Josh Gordon with the Patriots. It yes. didn't work. Josh Gordon with the Patriots. Um, remember the Chiefs brought in uh, Kelvin Benjamin? Yep. And everyone was like, oh, well, you never know. This yep. could be. No, yep. didn't yep. do anything Le'Veon ever. Le'Veon Bell. Yep. Most of the Antonio Brown signings. Yep. <laughs> yep. Until this most recent one. <clears throat> right. Um, the uh, kind of along this route, I guess not really, but I was going to say Jamal Charles. When you get like a big name, like yeah, a, a yeah. bigger name that's just hanging out there and you're like, oh, how is this guy available? Who was Oh, jo was it with the Seahawks that Josh Gordon had like a little bit of a resurgence where yep. people were like, oh, wow, he's actually still really good. Yep. Yeah. And then no been a while man it has it's been a really long while i just have a hard time imagining it but the reason why people freak out about this stuff is because if there's one place it's going to work it's there right exactly exactly and you just add all the weapons that they have and he is very much a questionable weapon but if he pans out oh boy but also we are talking about the one and two kansas city chiefs 
The cellar dwellers, uh, just where they should be. The cellar dwellers in the West. Um, how worried are you about the Raiders? Um, well, how about this? Scale of 1 to 10, 10 is Super Bowl contender. Okay, and uh, 1 is like missing the playoffs. 1 is like the, they're going to go 3 and 14. I'm a 6. Okay. I mean, I, I, I I'm, don't want to overlook them, but if Derek Carr keeps playing this way, then it's going to be an 8, and I think Derek Carr is a really good quarterback. He's playing out of his mind right now, so I think he comes down to earth a little bit, which makes the Raiders come down to earth. But would I love nothing more? Maybe Broncos fans won't like me saying this, but I'd love nothing more than a 5-0 Raiders and 5-0 Broncos game here in Denver in three weeks. Reminds me of the uh, Alex Smith yeah. Chiefs year. Was that 7-0, 7-0? I think it might have been 8. 8? Oh, but maybe man. it was 7. Yeah. And then you go back even further, you had, um, man, who was the quarterback of that team? Which would have been like maybe Jake Plummer. Uh, had the Broncos six and zero, then there was yeah. the six and zero Chiefs with I think Trent Green at quarterback. Yep. yep. Um, and that was the Dante Hall game uh, yeah. with like seven blocks in the back that didn't get called. <laughs> yep. Oh, you're right. It was like eight zero with, with Peyton and Alex Smith because I think that was the longest or the the latest in the season that two undefeated teams have played. Yeah. And the Broncos got the better end of that one. That would be crazy, especially because like the Chiefs, we expect them to catch up. Right. But. They're starting so deep in the hole here. Like they a, are. A two-game lead, obviously, uh, there's 14 games left. So, again, right. I, I'm not doubting twice. the fact yeah. that they're going yeah. to make this up. But if these two teams keep winning, um, they could put themselves – they could be in a very precarious position. They could. Oh, so let's do let's, – so what's your number for the Raiders? Five. I, I know you're not a believer. Okay. So a little respect. Yeah. But not that much. I for, mostly for don't believe in the coaches. That's fair. I don't believe in the rest of their team outside of, I guess, Ruggs I believe in a little bit What, now, what I was going to say Waller. is Derek Carr is playing really solid football. Now, he always does early in the season. He does. I think it's a to not forget. I think it's a health thing for him. When he's 100% healthy, he's, like, good enough to yeah. do all of these things. Whenever he starts getting nicked up, all it takes is, like, a little bit yep. to where it brings him below a threshold. He's kind of a tiny guy. Yeah. Tiny guy, wears a little makeup. But Ruggs definitely taking his game to the next level this year. Yep. And Waller is just going to win matchups for you against literally everyone. He's going to get targeted 19 times in that first game. Insane. That's how many targets Najee Harris had yesterday. No way. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Wow. 14 catches on 19 targets. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Wow. Big Ben has really lost it if he's only willing to Bro, do Bro, did you see ben. the fourth and ten? Yep. <laughs> fourth and ten, he dumps it off to Najee. That is just incredible. Like, it was so bad that I was like, is he, like, did he, is he, like, senile or something? Is is his arm like Cam Newton? I don't know, because I still, well, I didn't see yesterday. I only saw, like, that highlight. Yeah. Um, Can I show you something that you might not have seen? Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, Kale wants to show us something. Here we go. Um, it's not the impact of oh, KJ's Oh, yeah, energy. that doesn't make us laugh. That's that's for sure. Oh, wow. Old school football? Yeah, this is uh, someone put together a highlight reel. Oh, my like, gosh. Guys like this could never play in today's league. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. It looks so old school. Did you see the pick? Is this it? No. 
I love the music. Yeah, seriously. The pick where he threw it right to it. him. No, no. Oh my god. Was it's, it a I, it's gotta be in this highlight. He threw it to a guy like three yards in front of him, just right in the chest. Oh my gosh, that is pathetic. I could honestly listen to this music the whole rest of the <laughs> night. So good. Definitely has some New York vibes. Hmm. Wow. How much longer is this? I want to. I never want it to end. Oh, it's actually <laughs> really long. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that. Oh my god. Uh, All I want is open. that. Oh. That was almost CJ Mosley there. Oh, that's the one where he just fell. <laughs> I mean, speaking of crazy things, though, that, that uh, Miami Dolphins throwing the, their own safety. Oh my god. That changed the game. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, anyways, the, the interception he throws. He's rolling right. There's a linebacker coming this way and a linebacker coming down on the receiver he's throwing to. So it's okay. completely nothing open. Double covered. Yep. And he just chucks it like right into the stomach of the linebacker. But the linebacker's only like from us to the TV. Oh my gosh. How many picks did he throw? I don't know. Couple? The worst was definitely the fourth and ten check down. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that's when I was like, I he there's no way he knew this situation. Right. Yeah, that's like a Tom Brady. Mm, yeah. God, can you remember how much that was made of that last oh year? Oh my God! Yeah, people were saying the senile. Yes, yeah, like, so he's completely <laughs> lost it. Yeah, maybe his body isn't gone, but is his mind gone? Um, that's, that's what they were saying. It's fair. To, it's a fair question to yeah. ask. All right, let's uh, jump into well, in a second we'll jump into the questions, uh, but I think we're gonna do that on the podcast side of things. So we'll wrap up here. We appreciate everyone who watched live. Um, we love you guys and hit us with a thumbs up on your way out. We'll catch you live tomorrow as well. See you later. All right, guys, before we move on, I want to give a shout out to Sexy Pizza who hooked us Ooh. up with so much pizza for the DNVR tailgate yesterday. Uh, they're an awesome partner and a true Denver business, which of course we love to support around here. 13 years in the Denver community. Sexy Pizza is about as local as it gets. Hand-tossed deck oven pizza with made-from-scratch each morning dough. Uh, you can choose your own adventure with any of their wide range of toppings. Or you can have one of their philanthropies, which is another really cool thing they do. A portion of each sale from those five specialty pies is donated to a range of different nonprofits right here in Colorado. Uh, again, this is like exactly the type of partner we love to work with. And we're so stoked to have them uh, supporting us at the tailgate. We're supporting them. It's just one of those, you know, matches made in heaven. And it's a happy if family. If you're going to be in a match made in heaven, someone you'd, you'd rather they be sexy. And, and that's what sexy pizza is. And you'd rather have it be pizza as well. That's I mean, true. That's it's a pretty true. darn good combo there. And speaking of, of matches made in heaven and part of our family, Ryan, family over at Green Mountain Dental is part of our family. They've been part of our Dion and BR community for so long. We've been part of theirs for so long as well. We can testify. Testify, right? Yeah. Testify for them. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we love them. They're great. They And they it's not just us that they treat well. They treat everyone well. They treat you like family when you join the Green Mountain Dental Family because they're a family-owned dentistry in the Denver metro area, and they've supported us for a long time. And here's the thing. Just like a good family member, they will hand you a gift 
If you schedule a cleaning x-ray and exam, you'll receive a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. All you have to do is schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam. So make sure to check them out. Longtime DNVR partner. And you guys know supporting our partners is supporting us. All right. Finally, Hassle Cattle Company. Uh, you already know. It's it's the Wagyu that any man or woman can afford. It's that blue-collar Wagyu. It's so good we put it here, and so affordable, honestly, yeah. that we put it here in the DNVR bar. Uh, that's the type of burger you get when you come to the DNVR bar, but it's not just their burgers. It's their bacon. It's their sausages, which I really love. And, of course, more than anything, it's their steaks. Incredible steaks over there at Hassle Cattle Company. So use the code DNVR10 to get 10% off when you order your Hassle Cattle. And when you go over 200 on that order, which you're going to want to do, um, you'll get free shipping. So check them out, HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L, CattleCompany.com. Ned, let's jump into the comment section, Ryan. First one coming in from Coach Tobin says, Week 3, quick hitters. Read through, then comment what you need. He says, Best backfield in the NFL? taunting it's all what you say wait i am so confused by this um okay so best backfield in the nfl answer oh we answer that yes um i don't know uh I, i've been so deep in broncos these first three weeks i don't same. know what's going on yeah i don't know either you okay. gotta tell me coach taunting it's all in what you say i think he's saying like you can you just can't curse at people is that the thing yeah i i or like make it obvious that you're screaming in their face That's dumbest rule yesterday. ever as it i tweeted out yesterday really award teams for good taunts rather than penalizing <laughs> them for <laughs> that bad that would ones. be great kc worst in the west facts justin fields bust zach wilson bust patrick patrick sertan steal von miller is back mcmanus clutch trinity benson trade second guessing yeah totally i think you have to be now Three and zero doesn't matter who against the NFL is hard. That's true. Chargers best uniforms in the league. Wrong. <laughs> Denver best defense in the NFL. Right. Yep. DNVR best coverage in the NFL. Un- not even close. <laughs> Boom. You got those last few right, Coach. From Omaha, you guys mentioned two guys that I absolutely love on this team, and in my opinion, are super underrated in this league. Malik Reed and Tim Patrick, when he gets his chances, all Reed does is put up sacks and play stout run defense. The Broncos cannot let this guy walk like they did with Shaq. As for Patrick, he's probably the most reliable pass catcher on the team since the start of last season. It seems like whenever they need a big catch, Tim is there and he's another guy I hope they resign. I'd much rather have Malik and Tim over Chubb and Cortland. Wow. Uh, given what they'd have to pay long term for the latter, uh, but they can fit in Cortland too. I agree with that. Very solid win for the boys. Cheers to 3 0. If you had to keep three of those guys, those are the three you'd keep, in my opinion. What Tim, about two? Tim Cortland and Malik. Uh, if you can only keep two, I would keep two. Cortland and Malik. And I would keep Tim and Malik. That's so wow. freaking. It's it's crazy. But you're right. You take the money into that as well. And Ryan, this is going to be a big thing for George Payton. Is he willing to say goodbye to the big names and the big contracts and the big draft status guys over undrafted guys? Or not. Because Tim said it today. He said he thinks he's always going to be underrated because he was undrafted. He is. You, you know what him being undrafted has to do with him playing yesterday? Nothing. That's nothing. So I really hope that, that George is able to look past that. I hope so, too. And Tim's right. It happened with Chris Harris Jr. It can happen with anyone. Yep, exactly. Melbourne Bronco says, hi, guys, and a happy 3-0 and to us all. Two things. Do you think the Chiefs have mental scars from the Super Bowl? No. <laughs> I agree. And are the Rams the team to beat? No. Bucks? I don't think there is a team to beat. Oh. I think there's a lot of parody in today's NFL. Ah, I love it. I love it. But G- I think the Rams lose to the Cardinals this week. 
Rams. Oh, that's got to be a dog. Oh, six points. And you like them straight up? Straight up. So we're talking plus 195? I think more than that. Oh, baby. It'll probably be closer to plus 300 because the um, the Packers were plus 155 last night. At three and, and a half? three and a half, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. Love that. All dogs go to heaven, baby. Amen. <laughs> he ends and says, cheers from the lockdown hell down under. 230 plus days and counting. From Mrs. Quill, 3-0 feels great. Wouldn't care if we had beaten Bowling, Gre- Bowling Green three times in a row. Bowling Green <laughs> beat Minnesota this week, who beat CU 30-0. to zero. Uh, Wanted to ask if you'd rather All dogs us... go to heaven? <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> yes, except for the buffs. Uh-huh. Um, wanted to ask if you'd rather call up Seth Williams or Tyree Cleveland or go after, say, a Golden Tate or Alshon Jeffrey. I've seen a lot of Golden Tate people. Mm, I do like gold. Do you like Tate? I don't know. <laughs> um... Also, do you guys notice anything wrong with Fant? I think so. Uh, seems very quiet. Multiple penalties. Didn't run after the Jets guy when he recovered the fumble. Just in his own head. He doesn't look locked into me. Yeah, and we talked about it yesterday. You really hope that he doesn't continue to go down that route because the targets haven't been there. Right. Yep. Uh, who are you bringing up? Seth Williams or Tyree Cleveland? That's what I actually. That's what I think the Broncos end up doing is bringing up one of those guys, not bringing in a Golden Tate. Doesn't Tyree, matter. I guess. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Next one from Count Bridgela. Our guy says, my folks, my pilgrimage to the bar is complete, stamped and sealed with the Broncos. Victory for an exclamation point. I know not where to traverse now or with what adventure to fulfill my cup. So I will simply wander the land, spreading the good news of the auspices of the DNVR family. Never heard of it. Smarter than I am. He says, I will move about as your humble messenger, forever moved by your kindness and charm, love, the Count. It was so awesome to meet the Count and so many other people here at the tailgate, uh, the bus, Ryan, and then also at the bar after our pod. It is so cool that so many people are traveling out for these games and to come here. That's That was probably the coolest thing about yesterday yep. for me. I, of course, I love everyone who I've seen around the bar and stuff before. But, I mean, Manitoba and Kansas City and yeah. Omaha Jersey. and Los Angeles and Jersey. It's like, oh, my God, Montana. man. Like, yeah. it's so cool because, obviously, you know, these people want to come out for a game. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they want to come out for a game and then make a point to interact yeah. with us and come yeah. and meet us. Uh, I saw our guy, Mitch, who uh, does merch for us, po- post all the different pl- places he met people from yesterday just at the tailgate. And then we met more afterwards. And it's yeah. like. This is incredible. It's just really an incredible feeling when these people are telling you where they're coming yeah, from. So cool. Multiple so it, people from Canada yesterday. Yeah. So it was such an honor to meet you, Count. Next one from The Other Ryan. Speaking of guys we met, my boys, I haven't commented in months, but I wanted to thank you and let you know what a pleasure it was to meet RK, Zach, and the Count yesterday at the DNVR bar following the Broncos' third shutout against the Jets and the team's five past meetings in Denver. Thank you for visiting and taking a photo, especially after a long day of work, needing to get an article written and RK running on zero sleep. Do you know what the Jets are? 0-5 all-time in Denver when wearing green pants. They have also been shut out in three of those games in 2005, 27-0, 17-23-0, <laughs> and this year, 26-0. The Jets only managed to score 16 points in 92 and 6 points in 96 in the other two contests. Wow. My question for today is, what is your biggest concern for this team going forward? Have a magical victory Monday. DNV Army salute. Ryan, I kind of talked about it earlier. It's the interior of the offensive line, even if they do have their starters, let alone if they don't. Yeah, for me, it's a combination of the injury bug 
Um, it is stacking up. It is, but it's getting everyone in the NFL, so you just have to try to dodge it at the most important positions. Um, and then the other thing is just the lack of ability to push people around in the run game. Uh, that's going to probably cost them a couple games here and there. Yep, I agree. Next one from Ohio Bronco LX. He says, do the Broncos have a greater chance of making the Super Bowl or missing the playoffs? Percentage-wise, it would be making the Super Bowl as a 3-0 and team. That's more difficult? No, that's more likely. No way. Well, no. Because, because so here, here's how I do it. Yeah. Exactly. 25%. I can't imagine the Broncos have 25% chance to make the Super Bowl right now. Yeah, I mean, a lot of teams start 3-0 and every year, so I wouldn't right. guess that 25% of 3-0 and teams make the Super Bowl. Right, right. But I will say... Actually, this one doesn't really uh, add, but it does say <laughs> when the Broncos start three and zero. Interestingly enough, yeah. out of the five the last five times they started three and zero, three of the times they missed the playoffs, which is pretty uh -oh. crazy. But the other two times they made the Super Bowl. Oh, because all or nothing, baby. Yeah, exactly. Which is what you want. <laughs> yeah, it's but you don't want to be. Just don't be like eight and nine, just missing the playoffs, and you're picking seventeen. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Zach, I have to run right now, so I'm gonna let you uh, handle the rest. No, of these you moments. don't get to run. I get to punt you off of here. All right, uh, consider me punted. Bye. <laughs> See, See you, Ryan. <laughs> Next one coming in from Chico Bean. Don't worry, I'm not. I'm not being punted anywhere by by Ryan or Mace. But Chico Bean commented and saying, hey, guys, I missed y'all. This is going to be a long one, but I just want to say I've been through a lot lately, losing my mother back in December due to COVID and just trying to keep my head up. I've been listening to or I've been listening to the pod ever since, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for helping me get through the pain of losing my mother. Every time I listen to the pod, it just feels like I'm part of part of it or just all of the emotions I'm going through just fade away. So I just really appreciate you guys a lot. Other thing, well, first off, that means so much, Chico Bean, and it kind of was goes back to what we were just talking about, about this family really being a real family. The Count and I had a conversation about that last night as well, and it's so cool. So Chico Bean, I, I'm not sure where you're from, but uh, hopefully you can come out here. Well, he says it uh, later in this comment, uh, coming out from Ohio or Omaha, uh, and we can't wait to see you down here uh, and be able to put a face uh, to, to, to the Chico Bean commenter. And, uh, and we really mean it when we say it, that we really appreciate every one of you guys that, that comments in and listens to us. So he goes on and says, other thing is I can't wait for the Broncos game this Sunday, going to be flying in from Omaha. And I'm super excited about the atmosphere. I've been traveling to Broncos games every October for my birthday since I was six. And it's going to be tough since my mom won't be there, but I know she'll be the biggest fan from up above. Go Broncos, go DNVR. Hope to see you all there. Well, we will be here. You'll definitely have to check out the tailgate, uh, both the digital and physical one. Uh, and be at the bar. We'll be doing a post-game show after the bar, so make sure to stop by as well, Chico Bean. Can't wait to meet you. Next one from Jersey Bronco. I mean, it just keeps going on from people that we, we got to meet this weekend. He says, boys, the DNVR bar was awesome. The party bus was awesome. The tailgate was awesome. And the Broncos shut out the Jets. It was a pleasure meeting you guys, and my wife, the Jets fan, appreciated the hospitality. 10 out of 10 plan to come back to Denver to do it all again. Can't wait for that, Jersey Bronco. And tell your wife I apologize for all the uh, – Jets uh, slander that we had. What are the chances the Broncos can be six and zero moving forward? Go DNVR, go Broncos! I don't think it's crazy to say that the Broncos could be undefeated uh, after the next three games. Now, odds are certainly not in their favor, but they are favored against Baltimore this week. If they win this week, even though they have to play Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. 
I think they're going to be favored against the Steelers. And then if the Raiders, if, if the Broncos are undefeated going into that Raiders game, the Broncos will be, uh, will, will be favored against the Raiders. So if the Broncos keep winning, they're not going to be underdogs until that uh, Week 8 game against the Browns, that Thursday night game. That's probably going to be the toughest one of this stretch. So Jersey Bronco, I mean, you probably get the hardest game just because of what Lamar Jackson brings this weekend. If they win that one, they should absolutely beat the Steelers with Big Ben falling apart like we saw earlier. Uh, and then the Raiders, they'll they'll be tough, but uh, man, with this defense, they're very beatable. Next one from Pig Tosser 66 DNVR party bus and tailgate purchase for this Sunday confirmed. Let's go, Pig Tosser. Flying in from Cali Saturday for the game and couldn't be more stoked for what should be an electric atmosphere with our 3-0 squad getting their first real test of the season against a perennial playoff team in the Ravens. See you fellas soon. I mean, yesterday everyone was stoked for, but in terms of the game, I think people are more stoked for the atmosphere to see a Broncos win in person, to be back, uh, to be at the tailgate. But for a game, man, this Sunday is going to be so hard to beat. Until, of course, in two weeks, they host the Raiders, who may still be undefeated at that point or at least have a winning record. And, man, it's going to be lit as well. So, so pumped to hear you're flying in, Pig Tosser. Next one coming in from Litvatsky. Hey, guys, when I look back and see highlights throughout the last couple of games, I feel like I'm seeing bowls in the mix everywhere. He is helping guys up after a good gain and celebrating the success on the field with everyone. How important do you feel that bowls is for this team? And is he a leader we're not talking about? Well, I, I don't think so. I, I think his leadership role uh, is about right right now. You know, he's not a team captain, but he's one of the leaders in the offensive line room, which is really important, especially now with these injuries coming up. So uh, I, I think Garrett Bowles getting paid his $17 million is not an underrated guy on this team by any means, but he is a guy that, that's going to be there for his teammates. He goes on and says, my second question is, with all the injuries that are starting to pile up, especially offensive line and wide receiver, do you feel that these, these are going to start to hinder us? Thoughts on Miners and Muti this week? Next wide receiver up? Thanks as always, OG MVP Litvatsky. Well, we love the comment, and we love it so much that we've already answered the question, Litvatsky. Thanks for chiming in. Next one from Pigtosser66 again. He says, is Golden Tate to Denver a no-brainer? In Shermer's offense in 2019, he had 676 yards and six touchdowns and 10 starts. Pigtosser, here's what I'll say to that. If the Broncos lost, and I'm, I'm touching wood here, don't worry. If the Broncos lost Tim Patrick or Cortland Sutton right now, and then you're going to be with that, and then you only have one legitimate uh, you know, receiver number one or two on this team, then that's when you bring in a guy like Golden Tate. But there is a reason that Golden Tate's just hanging out there right now. And so the Broncos had a problem coming into this season, a very good problem of how do you get all of these guys on the field? And you just couldn't. You couldn't get all the receivers they had on the field at the same time, along with their two tight ends, along with their two running backs. Now, that's not really a problem. You you, you can do that because you can get Tim, Cortland out there. Then you can have two wide receivers. Heck, you can even have two running backs out there. So it's a lot easier. You don't have that problem. But don't make this a problem on yourself where now you're bringing in Golden Tate instead of Noah Fant. I would rather have Noah Fant, Alberto, uh, and the two receivers the Broncos have on the field more than Golden Tate. So depth now is a concern for the Broncos, but in terms of needing to go get a veteran that, that you think is going to have a big impact, you're not there quite yet. And let's hope they don't get there. Let's hope that no other injuries, and I'm touching wood again, let's hope no other injuries hit uh, until Jerry Judy's back. And, and that, that's still going to be a while, though. 
Next one from Mile High Till I Die says, My boys, damn, it feels good to get a shout a shutout. I thought you were saying shout out, but also a shout out. Uh, I was all smiles yesterday while drinking Breck Brews and watching the Jets lose. It feels good to see Teddy surpass all expectations and quickly win over the Lock fans. And it feels good to see the defense live up to all of the offseason hype. Currently, the Broncos have only allowed 26 points, which is the least in the NFL. Best defense in the league? Absolutely. And they'll get a big test this week going up against Lamar Jackson. Just going to be all about containing Lamar. And if they can do that, then they will continue to be one of the or the best defense in the league. He says, anyways, Monday is sobering me up a little bit and reality is setting in. It has me concerned that we're down two of our most explosive wide receivers and our offensive line can't seem to get our run game going as we're heading into a tougher stretch of games. I'm really excited about Teddy's performance so far, but it seems like his style of play needs to be complemented with a good run game to play good football down the stretch. I feel like Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams have the potential to be as good of a duo as Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, but even against the worst teams in the league we just can't seem to get it right i hope it's just a slow start rather than a per- or pervasive problem also any news on when we might see mike boone come back from injury i'll get to that really quick mike boone might start practicing this week i think they're gonna play it slow with him so i wouldn't expect to see him in a game for two weeks from now uh, but he does need to start practicing before that and oj moody is also able to come back but he will not start practicing this week he's still a little further back um and mile high till I die, I don't think you're buying into Teddy enough right now. I'm not saying you, you need to buy the odds on DraftKings Sportsbook for him being the MVP like Ryan did. But what have we seen Teddy do? When this running game has struggled, Teddy has put this team on his back, and, and he's averaging 275 passing yards a game. He is showing and proving right now that he can be the quarterback that, that functions without a run game. Now, can any quarterback function, even, even the Tom Brady's Patrick Holmes, function a whole season without a run game? Absolutely not. Teddy does need that help. But game a game here and a game there where the running game is struggling, only averaging two, two and a half yards per carry like the running backs did yesterday uh, or Javante Williams did yesterday. Teddy is going to be able to put the team on his back uh, and carry them, especially with this good defense. So uh, that that, but I agree with you because I think the running game is, especially the interior of the offensive line play, not allowing the running game to get going in the middle of the field, is a big concern. And I don't think it's a, a coincidence why Pat Shermer called two outside handoffs uh, and plays to the outside to get touchdowns yesterday. Actually, he called more than two. I believe he called four because he didn't trust the interior of his offensive line to pound it up the middle. So he went to the outside, and that was successful. Now, something you, you mentioned, the, the Giants, Jets, and Jags, bad team, so you're concerned about the Broncos' success in the running game. Actually, one of the biggest strengths of those teams was their defensive line. You had Quinnen Williams, absolute beast. You had Leonard Williams, absolute beast for the Giants uh, and the Jets, respectively. So they, they actually do have pretty solid fronts. Uh, now you get another really solid front with Clayus Campbell this week uh, in the Ravens. Next one and last one coming in from Mile High Buckeye says, My boys just started listening to the podcast this year, and it's been great. Just signed up on the DNVR website today. Love it. We got them. 
I'm a lifelong Broncos fan from Columbus, Ohio, and been trying to see the Broncos play in every NFL stadium. Man, what a cool goal. He says, I've been to 15 stadiums so far, including New York and Jacksonville so far this year, with Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Dallas trips coming up this year as well. I won tickets to this week's matchup in Denver, and I'm looking forward to getting out there and exploring the city. Looking at doing the party bus and hitting up the TNVR tailgate. Hopefully I can meet you guys. Any recommendations on food or brews? Go Broncos. Let's go. And can't wait to meet you, Mile High Buckeye. Man, this it's so cool just in how in a matter of weeks that I'm going to meet so many of you guys. Uh, and it is it's truly is awesome. So can't wait to see you here for the tailgate, for the bus. And then coming back here, if you want to catch the live pod, just come upstairs. We'll... Uh, We'll make sure to, to have that going on as well after the game next week. Hopefully it's another victory that we're talking about. Um, and I, I would recommend checking out My Brother's Bar. It's a Denver staple. It's actually the, the longest uh, place to have a, a continuous liquor license. And uh, you, you got to get one of their burgers. Delicious. But then at the DNVR bar, you can't beat our Hassel Cattle Company burgers and the club sandwich is off the chain. I mean, it. It. I, I've been saying this. It shouldn't be called the club sandwich because that doesn't do it justice. It, it is so amazing. You get multiple sauces. You get the avocado. Uh, so I would highly, highly recommend that. In fact, get it the first day you're here because you may want it the next day and the day after as well. So can't wait to meet you, Mile High Buckeye. And can't wait to meet all of you guys. I've really enjoyed you rocking and rolling with me today. For Andrew Mason, Ryan Koningsberg, and now you're just left with me. I've really appreciated this, guys. And before we get out of here, got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental one more time because this pod has been all about family, and they are part of our family. So make them part of your family as well and schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam, and you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush from our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're only a 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, so you can get there quickly and make sure to check them out. Schedule that cleaning x-ray and exam, get a free Sonicare toothbrush. Well, Well, that'll do it for us today, guys. Again, thank you so much for rolling with us on this Victory Monday. For Ryan, Andrew, I'm Zach Stevens, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the DNVR Broncos podcast. Thanks so much for rolling with us.